Hi there, this is Curtis Dieter. Like all of you, I am many things. A husband, a father, and a son. I'm a hard worker and a dreamer, a writer and a publisher, but underneath everything, I am made of rust and glass. You are listening to Proud to Be of Rust and Glass, a podcast series of conversations surrounding the creative journey and all the good and ill associated with making great art in the Midwest. It is the human side of colors brushed onto canvas, of words scribbled between covers, of sweat and grit bled into telling our stories. Real stories about real people doing what we love best, making great art. Today's guest on Proud to Be of Rust and Glass is Jim Zaleski, Toledo area artist specializing in expressionist painting with acrylic on canvas who does two things. He makes great art and encourages others to make great art as well. He can be found all around Toledo, painting, drawing, and providing opportunities and space for other budding artists to do what they do best. Hey, Jim, it's great to have you today. Thanks for being with us. It's good to be with you too, Curtis. Awesome. So uh, I want to jump right in with you. Uh, In your opinion, what makes great art? I think dedication, honesty, uh, a willingness to take chances. I think the best art comes from the soul, those that are just looking at it from a visual perspective and trying to emulate or copy something are still technically doing art. But for me, the real art side of it comes from the heart. Awesome. And how has that sort of mindset influenced your art as you've evolved as an artist? Well, I think that it's always been there. It, it actually permeated my entire graphic design career. Uh, which extended over 35 years, but I never felt that connection to the art through that career. So I kind of got back to my art. Uh, Evolution of me as a person is something that happened more so than evolution of my art. The abstract stuff that I do now was something I had already been doing, but it was a process of a discovery and a series of events that happened that forced me in that direction. Yeah, you do, do you want to dig a little bit deeper into those events that sort of forged you as the, the man and artist you are today? Yeah, I, um, I had signed up uh, for an abstract expressionist class at uh, Art and Performance Center in West Toledo. The person hosting the class was Hannah Starseed, and the night before that event, I got a text message that my cousin's boy died in a accident, freak so accident. He's playing a Friday the 13th trick on his kid's sister, fell and crushed his windpipe. Oh, no. And I decided to go in and paint the next morning instead of going to visit with the family. I delayed that till later in the day and I painted through it. And it was a great experience. I was exploring uh, my art forms at the time, and I've been doing the same type of work ever since. Was that that painting there, was that then an opportunity for you to sort of grasp your mind, not only around your art, but around that tragedy that happened and, and sort it was. of work through that on, yeah. you know, on your own time? And I had, um, well, it, it was just in that process of doing that one event that allowed me to deal with that those aspects of it. Of course, I attended the funeral and I Mm -hmm. gave Mm -hmm. the painting to the family and it is now the the masthead for my Hungry Not Starving group (laughs) on Facebook. 
So, yeah, it's cathartic to go through that. I love it. Our art is definitely therapeutic, and it's definitely yes. a way, a good way for us to put distance between some of the events and some of the things in our lives that we might not be able to deal with at the moment um, and to get, you know, perspective on those things. Right. So and It, it, it uh, slows the type of art that you do, abstract expressionism, is about tuning into yourself. So you're, um, you're slowing things down and allowing your mind to be in the moment. And everything about what I do with the paintbrush is being in the moment. Can you talk a little bit more about the abstract expressionism for folks like me who, you know, might not know that much about the art world and what that type of, that style of painting is? Sure. It's, um, it, like I was saying, very much based around the moment. A lot of times, you know, artists do stuff through inspiration and they have an idea and they develop the idea and they put that on canvas or on their drawing board. But for me, it's the process is the primary aspect of making art. It's all about the process and being in the moment and, and expressing what you're experiencing, not so much on an emotional level, but I'm kind of dancing with my paintbrush, so okay. to speak. If I'm playing along to music, I'm paying attention to the timing and the cadence of poetry or whatever I'm listening to and I'm painting along to that so if there's a musical passage that's staccato I'm painting staccato on my canvas awesome I love it so sort of channeling those other arts through through the brush onto canvas yeah and there Um, are there are times when uh, I, I go back to a painting that I did live and I'll see you know I see certain strokes and I know exactly what was going on during that so it's kind of a communication between me and my brain and it doesn't matter whether other people are able to interpret that or bring something out of it they usually do but that's not the intent the intent Mm -hmm. is very therapeutic and being in the moment i love it it kind of puts a signpost on your memory (coughs) too yes so have you always been an artist when did you when did you get started was it something at a young age that you realized you'd like to do or i i believe it was two okay (laughs) (laughs) i've heard stories uh that through my babysitter that my mother called her over to the house and said uh, I want you to see something can you come over here she came over and she thought she was in big trouble (laughs) and my mom said look what Jimmy did look and showed her the wall the landing and the hallway I had drawn all over it (laughs) and she said isn't this wonderful I think he's going to be an artist. <laughs> and my babysitter told me that's when I knew I had the right family. I love it. That, yeah, not not everybody's yeah, family is as supportive of, that of, is of an arts-driven path, but that's very yes. cool. I'm kind of wondering what your babysitter was doing for you to get that much uh, that much on the walls and stuff before she realized it was going it was going down. But well, I don't think it happened on her watch. I okay. think it happened on my mom's watch. Did it? Okay. <laughs> and it sounds like she was all for it. So. Well, she yeah. Uh, Let's see, I would have been two, so she would only had two at the time. She ended up having five of us, five boys. So it's a lot of boys to try to keep track of. <laughs> yeah. So not only are you incredibly active in the local art scene yourself, uh, you also do a lot to encourage others to make art. You are always going to different events, different places, hosting different events so that people can come and explore their own artistic selves. Why do you think having such a strong arts community 
is so important to you know the region as a whole i think that artists connecting is a good thing that when you get people together especially from different art forms and you see crossover like um you know the poets would be attending just poetry readings Mm -hmm. and the musicians would be out listening to other bands or Mm -hmm. performing themselves the artists would be going to galleries and when you start crossing those over between the arts you get a much more vibrant community and they feed off of each other Um, as far as how it extends out into the community when the community becomes exposed to this I think that the same effect will happen on them absolutely I agree with you I think you know we work very much in our own little silo a lot of the times and a lot of the stuff I've been able to do has been a lot of that crossover it's it's really cool to see what comes out the other end Um, when you bring artists and writers together for example we did that for the first time last year and we had artists painting at our author fair and it was it was awesome to see it was really really cool and and the exposure isn't really you know out in the general public either you know, I go to all these events and I, I'm exposed to other artists, but it's a community thing. Mm-hmm. It's a mutual appreciation thing. And it could be, you know, I, I think that a lot of these artists are yet to be discovered by the public mm-hmm. and the Toledo community at large. I, I would agree with you. There's so many yeah. of them and some of them are starting to gain some traction and we just need that, to keep pushing to get true. the other ones, right? Um, what have some of the coolest art events that you've attended been? The poetry sessions, uh, Madhouse Sessions, is a group that started out of Ann Arbor, moved to Monroe, Michigan, where I found out about them because I worked next door, and they were having their Monroe Art Loops. Awesome. There was a poetry night, and I fell in love with the poets. The poets are my muse. Awesome. Any uh, any particular poets there that you really liked? All of them. All of but them. But there, there's <laughs> some really really talented folks and had uh, Gary Bond, Melvin Johnson, Leo Todd Jarrett, Gwendolyn Fay, Barry Graham, and there, there was music in the mix all the time too. Uh, Lucian Towns, Dan Cooper, you know people listening to this probably never heard any of those <laughs> names yet they're phenomenal artists. Yeah, that's really cool. That's very cool. I've, I've, I've never been able to attend one of those, but I've seen from the outside what they're doing, and it looks like they're doing a lot of cool stuff. So uh, being an artist isn't always easy. Uh, we, all of us who are creatives know that all too well. Uh, what have been some of your biggest struggles with, with sort of exploring an, a career in arts uh, in earnest? The, the financial side of it and the kind of, uh, I guess, dichotomy between trying to push yourself as an artist and having a belief set that is counter to what culture says, you know, the love of money, Mm -hmm. getting ahead, climbing over each other to Mm -hmm. get somewhere. It's not an artist mindset. Yeah, and it sounds like a lot of the stuff that you're doing is is very counter to that, where it's let's not compete, let's work together, let's, you know, build each other up, let's inspire each other. Right, I think that's important to community at large too, you know, Humanity has a lot of healing to do, in my opinion, and the arts can provide that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're very, very spot on with that. Um, so what makes you proud to be of Rust and Glass, as in, you know, being an artist in the Midwest community? I think it has a lot to do with the mentality, the grit that uh, Midwestern artists have. I'm going to say Midwestern, <laughs> you know, as a coverall of Rust and Glass. Mm-hmm 
because that's that's kind of what's behind the name. Yeah, there's a there's a certain pride and there's a certain bravado that comes from being overlooked, mm-hmm. being looked at as flyover country. Mm-hmm. You know, as a place that you go on the way to going somewhere big. And I really think that we can build the same thing here. That the, you know, they built a scene in music out of Seattle. Seattle was nowhere before that. It just takes effort, concerted mm-hmm. effort, mm-hmm. Uh, to put those pieces together and put it out to the world to say, you know, we're something of it. We're not, right. you know, we're here. We're staying. We're we're doing good stuff. And you know, I I've seen other communities around the world where it's not as vibrant as it is in Toledo yet the public hasn't latched onto that yet right right and I think you said it perfect it's grit and consistency and you know year after year doing what we do best making that art getting that art out there for the public and and just you know going at it you know day and night so yeah and I see so much improvement in everybody's work you know COVID kind of it shut things down, but it opened things up for artists. Mm-hmm. I see, um, you know, people started getting in tune with their art. If they had been out of touch with it, they reconnected through it, and they started connecting with each other instead of being islands that were trying to do their own thing. They started to see the value of connecting with others. I've seen it happen in the poetry circuit. I've seen it happen in the visual arts maybe not so much in the music right but that can happen too i think it's just because they didn't have performance spaces to right. for it to happen i think in. you see a lot of that opening up again in toledo too yes. with 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 frankie's coming up and a lot of local bands being able to play live again and and we need to create more venues for it a lot of the local club circuits are owned by the same people and mm-hmm. many of it is just cover bands and the musicians have to play over uh, bar noise and stuff like right. that and I I uh, really value places like Levi and Lilacs and uh, Mommy that are doing things with a dedicated listening room that allows people to know they're going there for a show and pay attention to the musicians instead of um, you know just the average drinking crowd where it's background noise. Right. Yeah. I think that's that's super important. So you have a studio in downtown Toledo, and I there's do. some stuff happening there. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I've, I've had the space for a little over about two and a half years. And wow, it's been that long? Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> I have a, a working studio that acts as a gallery. It, it was It's open to the public on weekends, Saturdays, and Sundays. So open studio format where they can come in and see what an artist's work is and the space that they actually do their work in. It doubles as a gallery. The The space overall operated as a gallery that hosted uh, probably 50 local artists. Very cool. The, it will continue as that. Right now it's in transition. Um, I'm making a move to take the entire space, <laughs> even though I've been losing <laughs> just at the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, between the rents on on two spaces I have, one the studio and the other the gift shop. We're going to roll that over into a bigger thing, an artist cooperative that will include galleries, uh, maker space, 
live performance, live music, live poetry, going seven days a week instead of two. I love to hear it. And that's that's right by Erie Market and, and Libby Glass, right? It is. Yeah. It, it, we think it's a good location that's starting to build up. There's a lot of residential coming into the area. There's a lot of activity that mm-hmm. is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. hasn't quite happened yet, but it's coming. Very cool. I've been through it a couple times. Uh, I think I, I wrote an article about it very early on when Art on Market Shops opened. Um, and I've been through it a couple times since. And every time I've gone in, I've seen that it's evolved more and more. And you mentioned you had upwards of 50 artists there. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to think that we have that many artists in one space and then to also think about the artists that haven't been involved yet. That is, that's true. <laughs> it's like uh, 10 times that amount are not in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, there's there's really a need for more growth in the creative sector. I, I think it's, it can be very vibrant. And if if artists start popping up and showing that you know, this is a viable career because art, you know, traditionally has been looked at as something that you don't want to go into. Mm-hmm. People are telling their kids, don't go into art. You're never going to make any money till you're dead. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. You know, there are a lot of industries that, that grew because there were people to support it. That's mm-hmm. what it takes. Professional sports would not be what it is if they did not have support. Right. Right, absolutely, and everybody is very quick to jump on a, a professional football game, but that's right. A, a live two-day art event, you know, right? Uh, it's a little bit harder to get that momentum going, but it, I think I think might, we're going in the right way. It right might directions. be a difference of perspective mm-hmm. and and the audience, you know, the the male-driven competition thing as opposed to the female-driven cooperation thing. Mm-hmm. I think has a big role that. You know, once that starts shifting and the opportunities go to the, the other side, or rather for everybody, mm-hmm. that that starts to grow. Very cool. And I think the Toledo area has, has done a lot of great work to, to, to continue to yeah. grow that. So anything else that you want to talk about your creative journey or, or what you're up to these days? I, I'm trying to stay active in the community. Um, my calendar is pretty full. That's a good thing, I'd say, right? Yeah, <laughs> most of the events that I do are non-paid, and I actually like that. It creates opportunity. It creates exposure that's not really coming from someone else demanding it of me, but it's coming from my own participation. Mm-hmm. I think that the more that artists participate in events, the more they get out there in the public, the better off we're all going to be uh, to get ourselves out there and, and grow this. I feel that uh, the biggest supporters of artists are artists, but none of us have any money <laughs> because we're all doing the same thing. Right. We're all running into the same obstacles. And once that, if that can start growing, it, artists can support artists on a very high level. Yeah, I, I think that would be ideal. So, um, One last thing to mention, the... The working name for the space right now is Glass City Dream Factory. Okay. Uh, We really want to turn it into something big, and uh, we should be implementing by the time this airs. Awesome. That'll be good. I love it. Look forward to seeing the Glass City Dream Factory in action. Wonderful. Take care. Thank you. Here in the Midwest, we need as many supporters of our arts community as we can get, and Jim is definitely one of those people. He's an active artist working in Toledo for Toledo, 
and I can't wait to see what he gets into next. This has been today's episode of Proud to Be of Rust and Glass. I am your host and producer, Curtis Dieter. Our executive producer is Chris Pfeiffer. If you want to join the conversation, check us out at wgte.org backslash rustandglass. Until next time, thanks for listening. Now, go forth and create. WGTE. Voices around us. WGTE is supported in part by American Rescue Plan Act funds allocated by the City of Toledo and the Lucas County Commissioners and administered by the Arts Commission.